Okay, hello, hello, dudes and dudettes. I am your host, Scorp Ferguson, and I am here with my two favorite people in the world. That's right. We got Thad Thadnison. You can call him Double T and Chip Da Dip Oatlay. Oatlay. Yeah. We got some spook times, don't we? It's Halloween. What? what? It you know what that means? Time of year around here at Creep Show Crash Landing, and of course we have a special treat for you. We are going to be going down through our list of our top ten favorite horror movies of the year. And as we are a horror movie podcast, this is just the best episode for us. So if you're tuning in for the first time, might want to go back, do a little bit of a rewind on the old VHS there, and uh, take a listen. And here we go. Starting off with that, what's our number 10? Our number 10, this is going to be a controversial pick. You know, PETA got a little uppity about this one, but I'm going with The Dolphin People Go to Gamora. I mean, we all grew up with Flipper and those other shows, right? But what happens when Flipper and the things of sea world get revenge what's what what are those things you know like orcas and other fish people i mean what i mean what yeah go on you're right there chip so so anyway they they after a brutal massacre at sea world these uh the dolphins and the orcas there's orcas too but you can't say the dolphin people and the orca people they're fish people. They go to Gamora, and Gamora happens to be a hedonistic island in the Caribbean, you know, where couples go to get it. You know what I mean? You know, where they go to get it on. And let's just say the dolphins fuck some people up. If you like your bladder effects, but in water, if you like muffled sound kills underwater, this is for you. And I was really impressed. The entire score was a synth pop remake using nothing but dolphin and whale sounds. Pretty cool. I did really appreciate the turn of Chloe Grace Moretz as the uh, the marine biologist who, who saved the day. Quite cool. She, she literally kicks ass. That's the number 10 for me. Chip, what's what's number nine for you? Well, number nine is, of course, The Hate of Medusa, The Revenge, all right? I saw this flick with my girlfriend, and whoa, it was a good time. Let's just say during the movie and after the movie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. So anyway, so, okay. So this Medu- I don't have a girlfriend. Sorry. So this Medusa, you know, this flick's been around since the 80s, and, you know, I really like they're bringing it back. You know, they're just not calling calling it The Medusa again, like all these other horror movies, because that's just confusing. That makes my movie night weird. So it's the revenge. She, Medusa's coming back, and she's out for blood. She got some snake hair, some snake hair, and she's, like, biting some people's, it's biting the people's faces off, and, and but then when he looks at them, then their face turns to stone, because she is ugly, all right? Ooh. This is an ugly-looking Medusa. The, that, the, the real question, though, is uh, in the movie... It answers the question we all wanted to know, right? Does the carpet match the drapes on Medusa? All right, high five! Yeah, the answer is yes. Is very scary. Oh, but only on the Blu-ray version. But anyway, yeah, no, this Medusa, she's like a zero out of ten, okay? Uh, but, you know, it's it's a great date. She's like a 7 out of 10 North Dakota, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great time. You know, some scares, some uh, thing that rhymes with scares, and, you know, nice twist ending. You know, I really like how they were vloggers the whole time. And so, you know, apparently how the, the nice twist, because they were trying to modernize it for the old Medusa movies, is that if you watch a clip of it online, you get stoned, too. So it's like, whoa. 
these kids are going to post it online and everyone's going to turn to stone and that's whack yo so just uh just be careful what you post um i'm i that's a lesson i've learned several times uh after the previous five podcasts that i asked us to remove yeah can't do that bro uh, but anyway, so uh, number nine, Medusa's The Revenge. <laughs> Score, what do we got for you? All right, number eight. This is, of course, you may have guessed, Uninhibited. This is a drug-fueled wild story about uh, a, a guy who gets a new test drug to try and uh, you know get through some of his social anxieties and ends up becoming a serial killer. Starring, of course, the legendary Mark Harmon. Wow, what a what a turn for this guy. Normally he just plays such a vanilla dude and now it's like wild, he's in your face and like the cinematography is up close, personal, blattering everywhere. It's oh man, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, now this comes from uh Robert Rodriguez's studio. A lot of it was filmed in Mexico and the the environment is just fascinating to watch. Beyond that, there's a, a little bit at the end where you can see uh, catch a glimpse of Harry Styles from One Direction as uh, victim number 6. And uh, his death, let me just say, if you haven't seen it, it's worth it for that alone. Definitely check out the Blu-ray as well. There's some behind-the-scenes stuff on this thing. They got a, a new Icker machine, so like when they press it, it has like a specific splatter technique. And they got some engineers who are working on it to, to try and come up with like new types of sprays, try and get like specific patterns and stuff. And they goof around with it too. They make smiley faces and crap like that. So it's pretty interesting to watch. So that's uh, my my number eight here. I'm going to send it back over to Double T for number seven. So number seven is not technically a new release this year, but it was a never released and dug up from the vaults old Corman flick they found, restored to beauty and put on a small circuit run. You can get it on Blu-ray night right now. That's right. I'm talking about that John Stamos starring forgotten classic Minotaur War 1990. That's right, folks. Post-apocalyptic mutant cowmen killing dudes and taking their women for human sacrifices it is roger corman to the max john stamos is rocking a legendary 80s mullet throughout and a battle axe and not much else it's quite it's gore shots it's conan the barbarian meets friday the 13th and i'll have nothing else like it how about you chip what's your next film well I'm doing number six, and I just want to say I did number nine also. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Nice. So anyway, uh, this is called The Blood Shooters, okay? Now, what I really like is, you know, I like to imagine the board meeting where they're doing this because, you know, like, oh, we have all these kill scenes and we need to up the game, you know. People want more blood, but there's so many ways a person can bleed when they're impacted. Wait a minute. What if they bleed as a weapon and then make them bleed more? So we got some blood shooting, you know, people slitting their arms and shooting bloods, you know, making swords, blades with blood. That's what I meant to say. Blood blades and chopping some heads off and then sucking the blood out. Oh, it is so good. You know, like. And, you know, I think it's just really R-rated superhero movie, okay? It's an R-rated superhero movie. I mean, he's not a superhero. He, he kills a lot of people. But, you know, R-rated, you know, it, it takes this concept seriously. It has no one you've ever heard of. But, you know, that's okay. You know, I like... I like it, you know, builds on the premise itself. I'm really looking forward to, cause they're teasing, you know, they're gonna make this into a bigger thing. So, you know, we got the Bone Smashers, you know, he showed in for one little scene, but they're gonna make that into a spinoff, cutting out his bones and just hitting people with it. Oh, so good. And by the way, I went to see it with my girlfriend and you know, we had a great time and a great time after. Good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. I still don't know what that means, bud. 
Um, you know, if you're tired of, you know, these mamby-pamby superhero movies, which are also really cool, and I have a whole podcast about that, but here I don't like them. You can watch this movie. All right, Scorpy, let's see what you got all right, so number five is, of course, Ghost Assault. I liked a lot of movies this year, but this movie might be the most unique movie of the year for me. Now, this movie stars Wesley Snipes as a disillusioned veteran who is uh, going to take down a guy who has been kidnapping kids and killing them off. Uh, and he kind of recruits a, a couple of ghosts of these kids to help him get into this guy's house and take him down. And it's sort of like a, a, a really cool twist on the whole like horror and thriller genre. They add in a lot of action elements. People who have the house are, are pretty rich and, you know, they've got this whole like business scheme going on where they're like embezzling money and they're doing all this other stuff to keep the business going. But uh, of course, uh, Wesley doesn't give a shit about that and he's just ready to take him down right away. So, of course, he's uh, going in with uh, two fists blazing and uh, he's he's kicking ass up and down the whole place. The soundtrack in this piece is it's done with uh, the classic water phone so you get some really cool spooky reverberating sounds uh, and there is a scene where the, the house gets flooded which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the performance from uh, Mr. Snipes as he's diving through these hallways underwater and uh, the house is quaking is is pretty pretty epic i gotta say it's uh one of the coolest movies that i've seen this year all right so we're gonna pass it over to double t all right all right all right all right this one it's been a good year for animal horror movies and i got another one here at number four claw of the zombie eli roth comes at us with zombie parrots and macaws the setup is this arboreum has a, a disease tube that breaks i don't do science science is for nerds and nerds don't get laid break open and all the birds get infected and they turn these undead flying things to death and of course you know through incompetence of humans like they do in this movie they break out the arboreum and they fly all over town killing people turning them into zombies except the people turn to half bird half zombie zombies it's pretty wild and you know then it's your your classic bunch of no-name actors i've never seen before but we did get to see that one lady's uh tatas so that was pretty oh good kills good gore good soundtrack you know they just laid a whole lot of heavy metal and rock through the soundtrack like a dig good old claw of the zombie for number four and uh chip you got number three well you know i think no one's gonna be surprised by this one surprise try me Nerd. The terrifying magic of the disease beasts. The beginning. All right. You know, they say there's no originality in Hollywood. Proven wrong. Okay. You know, they took a premise. You know, what if we took Osmosis Jones, but made him a serial killer? This is what we got. All right. We're showing in the body, you know, everyone's working, everyone's doing their job, you know, you know, white blood cell teenagers are getting laid and all that kind of stuff. But then a terrifying disease monster gets in there and he's shutting him down. You know, he's, he's shut. I'm, it's very scientific, I'm, I think. And, you know, they show the person dying in the real world and the, he's spewing blood because he has this monster disease, you know. And, you know, the big twist is spoiler, of course, uh, skip to the uh, thing. But, you know, what? whatever, um, you know, it's a zombie disease. You know, so it's like, what if, you know, you have this premise of a zombie movie, but we see now the virus, what the virus is doing and the virus is the bad guy. So we see the Osmosis Jones people 
fighting against and seeing their city getting turned into a zombie city. And so it, it's awesome. It's, it's dystopic. You know, like the city's crumbling and there's fights in the streets and they can show it in schools, I bet. I mean, it's free education, you know, uh, R-rated. And um, really great time, you know. I thought it was going to be goofy, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to this being the first of the five-part series. Took my girlfriend to see it. That didn't work out too well, so... Um, Maybe don't do that. But, you know, if you want some alone time, if you know what I'm saying, because you, you don't have anything to do that weekend because your friends are busy, then you should See watch. See now, bud, I understand that. Yeah, you should watch this movie, Terrifying Magic of the Disease Beast, or TMTDBTB, if you're on the down low, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't there the beginning in there, too? Yeah, that was the TB. Gotcha. All right. Right on. That's a lot of letters for me. I'm not a man of letters. And it also starts no one you've ever heard of. So that's what it's not about, you know? Like, you're just here to see people die. And you don't want to feel... Like, if they're an actor who died, I'd be sad. Because it's like, oh, I like this actor. And he, his head got chopped off. But, you know, randomly... Oh, shoot, I'm not doing the voice. Scorpy Scorp, what you scorpin, yo? All right, nerds, brace yourselves. Here comes my number two of the year. That is, of course, The Deadly Kiss of Hitler. So this film, of course, stars Jennifer Garner and Ryan Seacrest. Uh, Ryan has uh, inherited a house from one of his distant relatives, and it turns out that some of the items within the house are uh, previously owned by Hitler. So things get a, a little wild, and uh, he eventually becomes possessed by Hitler's ghost, and Jennifer Garner has to fight an army of Nazi zombies as well as her husband. It's uh, just absolutely awesome. It's everything you'd expect from a movie about a lady with a machete killing a bunch of Nazi zombies, and it's it's very good. Also, you gotta check out the behind the scenes on this one, because Jennifer did some really cool training with a lot of different martial arts masters, and uh, you get to see lots of her flipping around and uh, doing all kinds of stuff. There's a, a whole scene where she uses a, a frying pan that she sharpens into like a weird makeshift club kind of thing with a, a knife on the I can't I can't explain it. You're gonna have to watch it. But man, is this thing just, oh, it's a splatter fest, and I am all about it. Now, also, I, I do have to mention the controversy around this movie. You know, there's the whole thing with, you know, there's a, a Kanye song in the trailer, and, you know, it's not really appropriate for the film, but then, you know, somebody was just was saying, well, it's like, oh, he's a MAGA guy, so it makes kind of sense that he's supporting a movie that has some Nazis in it. But, you know, it, whatever, just ignore all that junk, go see the movie, it's worth it. All right, so I'm going to throw it back, of course, to Double T for number one. Yeah, and that last movie, I will say, was the shit, because it was number two. All right, number one, you've all been waiting for it. If you listen to this podcast, you've probably watched it three, four times. It's reinvented the horror genre. It's rebirthed the career of a comedy legend. We are, of course, talking about the practical effects extravaganza starring Chevy Chase. That is the Centaur Ravager. Are you kidding? I fucking hate that. I mean, great pick, TT. You know what I'm saying? Uh oh, some controversy <laughs> yeah, on the well, stage, I mean, TT. Chevy Chase reinvented his career. He's become a horror legend, a scream king, if you will. Of course, he's playing the Centaur, so we get to see a shirtless Chevy Chase for the entire two hour, 32 minute run of the film. And of course, that sexy horse body. Who knew that Chevy Chase's sexiness doubles by making the bottom half? of him a horse 
I'm just saying Reddit Rule 34 subreddit got a lot more interesting after the movie came out. Am I right? High five. Uh, It stayed about the same. You know, I I mean, yeah. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So Chevy Chase is a centaur and uh, he's teleported through time to modern day Columbus, Ohio where he then finds out that the luscious fields that he and his people once frolicked in have been paved over for a bowling alley. And he takes revenge on the... They had a bit of a budget. They were going to do something fancier. But he takes he takes revenge on the bowling alley owner and all the Denzians in the bowling alley. And, and the shot of him just running down the lanes with two bloody bowling pins on either hand and throwing the corpses. Oh, it's amazing. Chevy Chase, murderous... Centaur Ravager. It's it's just got a re-release in theaters. The uh, Alamo Draft House is doing a, a showing where everyone gets to wear uh, Chevy Chase Centaur hats. It's pretty great. So check it out. Centaur Ravager. And uh, just don't bring your girlfriend to that movie, though, because um, that's kind of where it ended last. You know. Yeah, I, I'm sure that movie is the reason why Cynthia left you there. Yeah, no, you know, it's... Uh, um, are you going to cry now? No. He's crying. Look, he's crying. You spill your fucking feelings or get the fuck out, okay? No, don't worry about it, bro. All right. Well, RT- thanks for tuning in, guys. That's been our top ten of the year. As always, we are Creep Show Crash Landing. And uh, until next time, stay sticky. Thanks for sticking with us this week as we went off the rails a little bit and did something a little wacky in honor of the holiday. We'll be back with another regular episode next week. And thanks so much again for following us. Tell your friends, by the way, if you haven't already, to like, share, subscribe, follow us on social media, whatever it is that you do to stay in touch with us. We appreciate it. And we're so very grateful that you've taken the time to listen to our our goofiness this long. Thanks. Yeah. All right, so number six is, of course, Ghost Assault. That's it. Number five. Oh. Chip did six and nine, remember? <laughs> yeah, 96 is a funny number. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm going to cut that. That's super dumb. And then you said that, and I'm like, well, now I have to keep it. <laughs>